Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. This podcast has been brought to you by the gut supplement Simprove. Hey everybody, what's your gut feeling? Do you feel sparkly and sassy and raring to go? Or do you feel like a weak old balloon sagging in the corner? If the bounce has been bashed out of you, it might be time to think about your gut. More and more, doctors and scientists everywhere are having that conversation, and increasingly, they are finding that it affects everything. Your gut microbiome is a vast ecosystem with bacteria as diverse as the Amazon rainforest. These bacteria break down food and help your body to detoxify, support the immune system, and can affect energy levels as well as mental health. But along with all the virtuous and hard-working bacteria, who are upstanding members of the gut community, lurk the gangsters. Yeasts, fungi and viruses. So if you're not feeling so hot, those hoodlums could be running all sorts of crime rings inside you. The good news is that research has now shown that composition of the gut microbiome can change if you give it a bit of love. Which is why we are delighted that this podcast is brought to you by the gut supplement Simprove. I swear by Simprove. It just makes me feel bouncier, more optimistic, less flat. Skin, digestion, it's all happening. Simprove is a water-based supplement that comes in three flavours. You knock back a cheeky shot every morning and all those live and active bacteria storm heroically from mouth to gut and start to multiply and produce food to nourish the good bugs, the ones that cheer us up and perk us up. Everybody who knows about this stuff knows that Simprove is the best of its kind. And we have an offer for you, a 50% discount off the first three months of the flexible subscription for UK customers. We did the maths and that means £24.99 a month for the first three months and then £49.99 from the fourth month onwards. The subscription can be cancelled at any time. Go to simprove.com forward slash the midult and the code is capital letters midult50. Simprove for all your gut feelings. Hi everyone, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine but I realise I've turned into one of those people who speaks to the radio. (laughs) I found myself in the middle of a Radio 4 Today programme interview with by Michelle Hussein with the president of the CBI, literally going, come on, Michelle, keep answering. Very good questioning. Oh, no, I think you should have pitched it this way. Oh, yes. No, I think he didn't really want to answer that, did he? I mean, like I'm having this kind of strange, I don't even, I mean, obviously know that Michelle is not listening to me, but it was sort of, I actually really genuinely believed I was part of the conversation. That's probably because she is an extremely skillful interviewer and I am a maniac. Let's but... assume it says more about her interviewing skills than <laughs> it does about your, you know, madness slash loneliness slash, you know, crisis. <laughs> I know. But I found myself talking to the archers the other day, which basically makes me geriatric, right? Because, and I was going, oh no, oh no, he shouldn't have done that. And um, and my daughter, it was in the car going, oh God. Mum's talking to the radio again. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Anyway, there you go. Mum talks to the radio. Annabelle, how are you? Um, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. But just before we started recording, Emily was stabbing away at her phone. And she has a specific way of stabbing at her phone where she makes a lot of noise on it with her nails. So it tap, 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 and it makes my whole body clench. And I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm looking for the skull emoji. I went, oh, just, just, right, just type in death. It'll give you the skull I use it a lot. And I, I think use, that's I kind of a, a, a snapshot of my personality. But today we're not talking about death, or at least no more than usual. We're talking about dresses. Yay. Because it, it can't be just us. Well, it's never just us. We are all obsessed with dresses. Separates scream the fashion pages. Suits, they howl. Mm. thing about dresses is 
there's only one thing to decide on in the morning. And once that decision is made, then the boots and the belts and the shoes and the earrings are just fun and games. Considering we lean so hard on dresses, we are delighted to have the dress queen on the podcast today, the authority, the grand fromage of frocks. Isabel Spearman has styled fashion luminaries and worked for big, beautiful brands like Anya Highmarch before founding the addictive Instagram Daily Dress Edit in 2019. She's championing sustainable small businesses and showing us all sorts of swishy sensations across the price spectrum. She is a dress devotee herself. And she's here to tell us where we need to look now for this summer's low maintenance, high yield solutions. In other words, she's here to tell us how to get dressed. Thank God. Thank God. Hi, Isabel. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm absolutely fine, but I'm going bald. Mm. And I have become a professional what works best on a bald head for a photo shoot. So if anyone needs any tips, I've brown powdered my hair through the last six months of photo shoots. Is it because it's on the top of your head? Yes. And do you use Colour Wow? I've used Colour Wow. I've used eyeshadows. I've used, and because of the fringe and any wind, I mean, it's, I'm a photographer's nightmare at the moment. How Gosh. does it make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel old and it makes mm. me feel quite vulnerable mm. and also quite annoyed because I stupidly chose this kind of second career, which does involve being photographed quite a lot. But yeah. it is a bit of a problem when you're always having to think of something else. Mm. But I do love talking about it because I think it's something that age 44, going into this stage of life, a lot of my girlfriends are also kind of having similar problems. So it is one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and the more you talk about it, the less alone you feel because the more people say, you know, me too, or, you know, y- y- you're going bald, I have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I found a really massive chin hair the other day. Was it white and or black? It was black, thank well, she says, thank God. Oh, but I'm I mean, a chin hair spotter. You know. Now, okay, do you tell your friends when you see the chin hairs? Because I'm one of those. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you're one of those. I would like to be told. Um, I was amazed that, that, that I found it. And now I'm just like, now I'm sure I'm just stroking just to see if there's anything more. I mean, you have to be told, really, because you only notice your own chin hairs once they're waving in the breeze. I actually took a, a tweezers with a friend. We were going to a party the other day and I noticed that she was a bit out of control. And I said to her very gently in the back of the car, do you want to look at my magnifying glass and can I get my tweezers out? And she said, that's the only thing a good friend can do. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we yes. sucked away in the back really, of the car. What really, really bad friend does is announce it in public. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we all knew those girls in our 20s. Oh, look, you've got a chin hair. Yes, exactly. Yeah, thanks. Or oh, you're going really grey, which was me in my 20s. Well, people used to point it out, did they? Loudly. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you know, drunkenly, loudly, sort of pretending to be helpful. Um, um, so, Isabel dresses. What is it about dresses? People keep trying to kill the dress. They keep trying to tell us that the dress is dead. And the dress is, is like the cockroach. It is not going to die. What is it that makes us so attached and dependent on dresses? I think the, the, if you ask most women, when's the last time you felt amazing in an outfit? The majority of them will say, oh, when I wore that dress, because there's something that a dress can do that I don't think anything else can. And it might not be that that person wore it to do the school run or to do the shopping in, but it's something that was special and they remembered it. I think also the dress is one thing, you know, it's easy. It's one outfit to pull over your head rather than, does this shirt go with that? Does that go with this? And I think it's that feeling that a new dress gives you or an old favourite that you forgot about. I mean, I do that all the time. 
that you just can't compare to any other item in your wardrobe. I mean, and also they're so democratic in terms of body shape. You know, you know, whatever shape you are, you can find a dress. Jeans can be really hard. T-shirts mm. really hard. I find shirts impossible because I'm so short-bodied I can't tuck them in. Um, so you, you, can, you can always find one, can't you? If you're in trouble, You can always find one, and I love a challenge. I remember in one of my first pop-ups, this wonderful lady called Penny came in, and Penny said, I don't know why I'm here. I came with my friend. I don't wear dresses. I've never worn dresses. And she was probably in her late 50s. Uh, we've tried the whole shop on. She walked out with two and I got the message from her about six months later going, I have not stopped wearing those dresses and oh. now all I wear is dresses. And now she's one yeah. of my most devoted customers. But I think there is a dress for everybody. You know, we've got boobs, if you're tall, super petite. And why I love working with the really small brands, I know we'll go into this, is that they can also make bespoke. So if you are a bit short and you want to hem up, they can do that. If you've got broader shoulders they can add things if you're tall they can add length and you kind of can create a bespoke dress just for you yeah um i saw in the times this morning that they're trying to uh, name a new dress style the dd i don't know if you've seen this no, but um but what, what i'd love to talk about you next is the denim dress because mm. i've i've got one denim dress and it's sort of all i'm wearing at the moment you know that denim dress you say you makes me look like a policewoman no that stop it that's what i took from it that's, I say she looks like Jennifer Lopez as like a hot Brooklyn cop with the big hoops and whatever. A policewoman. Not, not a policewoman. Anyway, the Dee Dee they announced in the Times this morning, I don't Nothing know. Nothing against policewomen. Is, anyway. is going to take is the denim midi. Mm. And this is quite a clever solution at the moment, isn't it? I've seen you do a few on Instagram. Yeah, I think and it's because it's a, theme, it's a dress version of a pair of jeans. And it's a neutral. Mm. So I treat denim as a complete neutral and everything goes with denim because we've all grown up wearing jeans or, or denim and I think you can add anything to it. So again, it's just ease. You just put it over your head and you're done. I feel you like the wearing... denim dress is, the, is, is this year's answer to the, to the leopard dress in a yeah. way. Where, if I want a denim dress and I do want another denim dress, where am I looking and how am I wearing them? Yeah, you were wearing such a good one the other day, weren't you, on Daily Slightly Dress Slightly smocky. So yes, I, um, exactly. Well, I, I love the Align denim dresses. It's quite a new brand and it's very exciting. It's a great price points and they're doing a really good job of proving that you can make ethically made. I think I, I tend to stay away from the word sustainable because if you're buying something, it's not sustainable, but ethically made pieces and their denim dress, it's called the Gabriella, has sold out every single time they have launched it in a different kind of wash and I wore that all winter. It was a long sleeve version with just black, thick black tights. Sometimes with a polo neck underneath, it was cold and boots. And I'd wear it going to summer. I'd roll the sleeves up. Or there's now a shorter sleeve version with a pair of just sandals. I mean, not quite. We're not quite a sandal weather yet. I'm, I'm still on ankle boots probably. But it's just so easy. You just pull it over. They have a few options. They've just come out in a, in a kind of cream denim as well. So I think they're they're a very good starting point. Um, mm -hmm. I think Wise does a good denim dress if you want something a bit more feminine. I saw that. That's got sort of, I don't want to say a frill, but like a scallop line yeah, down the front. Scallops, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think because it's a bit of a thing, most brands have offerings. Jigsaw have got one. If you want a kind of prettier cotton chambray, which, so the denims, that the Align ones are quite, that lovely structured denim, which is why I love it. It's literally like wearing a kind of a female version of a pair of jeans, if that makes sense. But if you want something a bit looser and a bit softer, look for the chambray, which is kind of a bit like a cotton. Yeah. 
I'm so pleased that I've always thought a line was said Aline. So I'm, I've been saying that wrong in my head. It's because for, of your French childhood. It is, but it is spelt with a G-N-E. So if anyone wants to look it up. Yes, and Y is spelt with a Y-S-E. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the other thing about denim is particularly post-lockdown, it's completely acceptable for mm. pretty much any work situation, isn't it? Oh, yes. And it's, I mean, it's, I've got a friend of mine who wears this. I mean, I, there's an Amelia Brooks and I fell in love with one that was so smart with the kind of collar you could do up. And then my friend's got this one from... Co Co, I mean it was it was one of those kind of hugely expensive ones, and I'm always looking for it. So I've got my permanent saver on kind of eBay, but she wears it kind of, and she she works in the city, and she wears it to meetings. Got big blouse on sleeves. It's kind of buttoned down all the way, and it looks so chic with a kind of pair of heels and a red lipstick. And I th- I think absolutely, I'd feel very appropriate dressed in a smart denim dress. I think it's how you style it up. Obviously, you need to kind of elevate it. I think that there's something at play here, isn't there, around wanting to look, you know, appropriate, it's a depressing word, but you're quite right, but also relevant without being desperate. So we don't want to put on a sort of, you know, structured, aubergine-coloured, square-necked, belted, 2010 lady lawyer's dress. But we also don't want to turn up in cheesecloth. You know, there's somehow, there's got to be something in between and maybe denim treads that funny line. I think it does. I mean, it denim updates any wardrobe, whether it's even a denim. I had a blazer that I found in my wardrobe that I bought when I went to Anya and Annabelle and I knew each other years and years. I mean, a long time ago. And I said, it's, it's a it. Mark Jacobs. And it, <laughs> she was Mark, about to calculate the years and we both gave I, up. I ran out of years. It was it's so mar- depressing when we scroll down the years, isn't it? And it takes forever now. It's like, what were you born? You're like, down, 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 down. down, down. Please stop. Keep going. Please. Keep going. Um, yeah. It's a Marc Jacobs blazer I think I bought with my oh. first paycheck and it's denim and it's so cool and I know that I'm going to add that to my dresses this summer, This gonna, was the moment it gets warmer, this spring, because that the denim it just feels very, it always feels pretty relevant, but I think particularly now it feels modern and I think with dresses and, and I kind of, I do always, I'm always defending the dress and I'm very happy to defend it. I think people think, oh, dresses, so feminine, so frilly, so kind of, you know, soft. But actually, a dress is very powerful. And I think you have to kind of keep moving the dress with you and to keep it modern, to keep it relevant. And that's why a denim dress, I think, is such a good option right now. Speaking of feminine um, and frilly, the other thing that doesn't seem to be going anywhere is the floral. But how to wear a floral and not look like it's 2017? Well, I, I'm <laughs> wearing a floral dress, everybody, so I'm feeling really paranoid right now. <laughs> it's all right. I it's wish all right. I hadn't. Isabel's going to make it okay. I no, wish it, I was wearing a denim because actually, structured power dress. You've got a dark base floral, and I think that's a really modern way to wear florals, oh. to find a dark base that thanks you can... Thanks, Isabel. Yeah. It's kind of just, it just kind of edges it up a bit, and I think that's the way to wear florals. I mean, I did... I did have a bit of a pre-pop-up panic about florals and did a survey with my customer and it was 48% of them wanted... Florals was their favourite print over kind of checks, stripes. I kind of gave them a long list. So I'm feeling ultra-confident in florals, but I do think it's about that moving to stay relevant. And I think a dark base floral, like Emily's wearing so beautifully, is um, perfect. <laughs> Modelled by the lovely Emily. <laughs> but I think, I think it is that bold, look for those bolder patterns. Don't do too much ditzy. And if you are going to do ditzy, wear it with black. You wear it with a pair of black cowboy boots or a black leather jacket or black blazer, even a black blazer. I wear a lot of my prettier dresses with black just to kind of edge it off a bit. You butch yeah. them up a bit. If I want florals, where am I shopping? Well... 
there is, I mean, I've got a whole shop full of florals coming, but... Oh, we're going to talk about, about your pop-up in I a second. Think, um, I mean, I think Arquette do great florals. And actually, I've bought some of my most favourite dresses from there because they have that slightly androgynous style anyway. It's always quite a good place if you want to keep florals modernist to look for brands that do have slightly more androgynous style because they'll always seek out that more modern floral so cause yes then you look like a lady architect wearing florals rather than yes. the thickest wife laying florals no <laughs> offense no offense to architects we all want to look like a lady architect but yeah cause on the high street cause arquette um smaller brands i would say someone like a faith rowan leaves i know she's got this amazing dark base floral coming out um would you say that name again please faith rowan leaves oh faith rowan yeah um, one of my small brands, but I think O Pioneers so does a great floral. Like a oh, I love O Pioneers. But again, yeah. they wear Pioneers with a big bosom. Immediately, <laughs> sort of pregnant village idiot. Yeah, no, no. They, well, we don't. We have done some open ones for the bosoms, but I think again, you know, the girls wear them with kind of rough biker boots, and they can yeah. just rough it up. And I think that's that's the whole point. And that keeps you looking less Laura Green Gables and more Lady Architect. Yes, gallerist. Gallerist, yeah. Or those sort of, do you remember those kind of 90s shoots with like Stephanie Seymour? Yes. Those grungy shoots yeah. with the floral dresses yeah. and the biker boots yeah. and the sleeveless denim. I literally, the sort of Patrick DeMar, but like in the desert, that kind of vibe. And a bit of a gold, chunky jewellery and... Yes. Yeah. That's oh, now I'm all, happy now. That's what we're aiming for, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so, yes, let's talk about your pop-up for a minute. Then I'm going to keep grilling you. So it's not just Instagram. It comes into real life once a year, the Daily Dress Edit. So it's happening in Nine Elms, isn't it? Am I right in saying yep, it opens on the 15th of May? Embassy Gardens in Nine Elms, which is just behind the New American Embassy. And it'll be by appointment only because that's how we manage it. How do we make appointments? You will be able to do it from my website from the 30th of April. And okay. put a reminder in your diaries, yeah. guys. We will have over 50 brands. And I really do focus on small brands. The platform, Daily Dress Edit, is really to kind of support and promote these amazing small female-founded brands who, who often make the dresses themselves, you know, at their kind of small home studio. Um, a lot of the dresses are made to order. But people come in and find that kind of one dress they really want for summer, whether it's an everyday dress or a party dress or holiday dress or something that does all of them, ideally. You know, that's that's the dream, isn't it? Don't you find that sometimes you'll have you'll buy a party dress and then it'll be your smartest, most treasured thing. And then after a couple of years, you turn it into your... I want to the dress I wear when I want to look my most nice at dinner on holiday. And then it gradually over the period of the next couple of years becomes your beach dress that you sort of tuck in your <laughs> knickers and wear barefoot and a dress that has a whole lifespan. Well, I think the thing with wearing a part, buying a party dress these days is that people then save it. And I'm, I'm always going, wear it, just wear it, just wear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Start well, wearing it, maybe like to a lunch and then just keep wearing it because otherwise they just sit there like kind of prized treasures in your wardrobe. And then you don't get that kind of brilliant cost per wear out of them. Mm. I've got a Zadig and Voltaire dress that I bought when, 12 years ago, silk. Is that the, the satellite-y, planet-y one? Yeah, no, it's the blue sort of and white floral one, but it has literally migrated from my smartest dress to the wear to the beach dress. Mm. And I love that for mm. it. Mm. Lots of lovely small brands, all female founded. And then I've also been working with some bigger brands on creating, there's, a, there's an expression I use a lot with the small brands and it's called dead stock. And it's not a sexy word. Skull emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm trying to make it sexy by really educating and talking about it and 
this is why it's so nice to come on here. But dead stock is when bigger brands don't use their surplus fabrics and, and they are, they're not left over, but they, and they're, they're very efficient these days, much more than they ever were about how they use them. But we have created with eight brands dresses for the pop-up that will be on their websites and in the pop-up. And that's, um, should I list out the, the brands? Is that Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think it's brilliant because obviously you don't, you know, with all of our sensibilities, we don't like the idea of things going to waste what we have created as a project to kind of celebrate Deadstock and to and to make it desirable for the consumer because I think hopefully more and more brands will use up the surplus fabric and make they're limited editions because the dresses can only there's only a certain amount can be made to, to make it more of a desirable collection. So all the kind of bigger brands around the world hopefully will, will make it a, a good thing to use rather mm. than or let's just hide it into kind of fabric bags or something like that. Mm. So working with Albaret, Align, Bowden Bora, Jigsaw, Rixo, Seffin, and Iris. And we've got one denim dress in there. Dunno, mm-hmm. that you should you'll love. But they're they're all very different. They're all very kind of very brand. Um each one looks very much like their brand, but they're beautiful and they, they will be available on their websites from the fifteenth of May. But it was just very fun to do a project that celebrated Dead, this dead stock fabric and it's something that a lot of the small brands use because as a small business you can't invest in a lot of fabric so by buying into kind of ex-designer I mean there's warehouses one of the brands went to Italy the other day on a kind of holiday and just stumbled across this massive warehouse of kind of ex-Celine and ex kind of Gucci kind of warehouse fabric that she bought you know rolls of fabric back to make dresses out of I mean there's, there's a lot out there that can be reused Nowadays, vintage is so much vintage is online and, and it's, it's amazing that vintage has become so easy to find. But I do remember like living in New York and like that rummaging through the vintage markets to find that treasures. And that's what it is with Deadstock. And these fabric stores do have real treasures if you, if you look. Party dresses. I mean, when you get an invitation to a proper party, if you get an invitation to a proper party, many, many anxieties hit you from many, many different directions. But one of the big ones is, what the fuck am I going to wear? And I mean a party dress that isn't just like, I'll wear my black dress with, you know, bigger earrings and I'll, I'll, I'll brave a heel for the first time since, 2000, since March 2020. I mean, like something where it has to look like it means business. Like a statement. Where do you start? The, the, well, I struggle with this because I, I think it's a crazy market a party dress and and prices can start really high and I do think this kind of whole circularity in fashion is is, is where this comes in so buying pre-loved so eBay is great Vestia Collective is great and also renting I mean my my I don't have any reservations about renting but my my personal holdbacks of renting is actually when it comes is it going to fit to me and that's why the benefit of being London-based or somewhere near where you can go. Her, H-U-R-R, have a place in Selfridges. My wardrobe HQ have a place in Harrods. I know that matches, you can go in and try things on. So I do think that confidence of renting something and know it's going to fit before it arrives is quite difficult. I do, I mean, I do think friends' wardrobes are also really good for this. I mean, I get used a lot, but I think that kind of whole pre-loved is going to be the biggest industry. It's coming down the line pretty fast. And I think we're all getting used to buying secondhand and finding something pre-loved and, and not and being absolutely fine with that so I do think looking secondhand or doing dress swaps with friends you know can I wear this statement dress you can wear mine but I do think we have to give these statement dresses legs and lives otherwise they do just sit there like prize treasures what about beach 
I really go for Indian voile cotton for holidays. I think it's the best weight. It's a, it's a weight that you don't usually get to wear here in this country because it's never hot enough or for two days a year it's hot enough. But it's that lovely weight and you can roll it up. It's great. It kind of doesn't crease massively and it's light so you can wear it to the beach. But also the accessories, you know, with a great pair of gold earrings and a great slide and some fabulous kind of lips it can completely go from beach to evening. And I think that's what you want from your holiday wardrobe is things that go from A to B rather than taking out a gazillion different dresses for a gazillion different reasons. So the Indian cotton voiles, I think brands I love are Pink City Prince, um, Dilly Grey. Um, I've just found a great one in India called Shop Drawn, which is, is based in India, but she does amazing digital printing and kind of amazing graphic stripes. But that's would be, I'd look for cotton voiles. Talking of Indian stuff, um, I mean, you'll know about this, Isabel, but I've just heard about the monsoon pop-up that's opening on the, what did I say, 25th of April, which is in one of the founder's old um, sites that he had in the 70s when he used to just like basically drive a minivan back from India and sell uh, Indian prints then. And it's got lots of monsoon originals, which are very 70s cotton dresses combined with also some vintage stuff as well. And I think it's going to be a fun spot to find things because we think all sorts of things about monsoon, but they're going, I think they're undergoing a sort of quite an interesting reinvigoration at the moment. And they were really one of the first brands to bring that Indian sentiment design back to the UK so I think if they manage to harness that then yeah what are your secret favorite dress brands Johanna Sands yeah so I don't know she's she's been a real if you guys know her she's been a real sensation for for me but I just she's very clever one she's she photographs everything beautifully so she makes everything you make she makes you want everything but she has about three or four different styles that she sells out every time she releases and she just brings them out in different colours and different fabric ways. So for summer, lovely printed cottons, for the winter, lovely chunky corduroys. She makes a limited edition batch. She makes it all herself um, from her home up north. And I just, I love the feeling of wearing a dress that not many other people have. And then, and then if you do spot someone in it, you have that kind of secret look going, ha you know. <laughs> It's a code. I do think, I do like the idea of people, you know, having one style of dress that they then move through and that they slightly update. But because, you know, just exactly like you were saying about finding the one thing that when you know it fits you, mm. it's such a relief, mm. isn't it? And if they update you and if they move you along, but you know you can, you've got the summer dress and then you've got the winter dress and it's sort of, and job done. Because mm. um, it just makes life so much easier. And God, that's all we want really mm. is solutions. Mm. Solutions that look good and relevant. Solutions. And yeah, and, and her dresses are so easy to wear. And they're, they're again, they're a bit, I've actually got a denim one. Um, you can just pull, pull them on and walk out the door. And that's kind of, I think that that's really key. So she's, She's definitely one. I mean, I have Opiners is definitely another one I always turn to. If it fits me, I agree with Annabelle. It's not maybe the boob option, but it fits me very well. And then there's little brands like Martin Marie Forsberg, who's this fantastic photographer. And Martin, Martin Marie. Marie Forsberg. She's Martin a photographer Marie. that is also creates dresses. And she does this wonderful shape, rather like Johanna. It's a kind of a similar shape, but she just repeats it in different ways. And it's like an off the shoulder. It that and it's like an A-line shape that you can belt or leave loose. And I have never had a dress in a pop-up that fitted so many different body shapes. 
If you were kind of busty, it looked amazing. If you were tall and slim, it looked amazing. If you were petite, it looked amazing. And again, it's very clever. It's, it's, she's got her style and she just finds the chicest fabrics to use from Deadstock warehouses and creates like a limited edition run. And that, that's really lovely. And I wear mine to kind of parties. That's my kind of statementy dress I just wear and wear. Oh, I'm going to be having a look at that. I know, God, I'm yeah, literally like, you are writing this down. for a previous pop-up that I've got that it's pink. Stop it. Yeah, it's pink and kind of orangey coral stripe and taffeta and it makes this amazing noise as you walk. So as you walk into Ooh. a party, you're like, oh, <laughs> it's buzzer. it's so good I love the idea of having a signature sound I love the idea of your head turning because you're noisy because it's noisy exactly no other reason it's it's the only resort that's left I know I've got a pair of cowboy boots that I bought from from collagerie and I literally I literally clomp and and I absolutely love the kind of it's amazing I think there's something about kind of post, still post, sort of post lockdown, post COVID or whatever, whatever, to actually noisily re-enter the world and not be worried about it and just be like, clomp, clomp, there I am. It's like a theme tune. Yes. Did it look like I'm a horse? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a pantomime horse. Any other labels? So Coco Conram, I love. Ooh. And that, that, I mean, Coco is a really good example of what these small brands can do. She's got a London-based studio and she makes her dresses... So she's uh, Jasper's niece, not that it makes any difference, but she's got that kind of fashion heritage. But she has a studio where she makes all her dresses bespoke. So she has her styles, and but if you wanted to have a shorter sleeve or have an open neck or a longer hemline. Um, and actually, she's got a great shape called the Lily Shape that has done very well. And that works amazingly with kind of boobs and a waist. Um, but what I love about that her dresses she only makes 10 of she can only make 10 of each fabric so you have got something completely unique there was a shop uh, off goldbourne road near notting hill called is it still there solaire Soler, yeah alex from solaire yes and and that was it was expensive but it was amazing she's it was still, like it was demi couture as yeah, you say you I mean, go and you pick your emerald green silk yeah. or whatever that you could see yourself you know she's in the pop-up she's um yeah. she's fantastic and exactly you walk in and have and i think it's rather like how our mothers dress and maybe even our grandmothers you had something made for you that fitted you really well and you looked after it and it was beautifully made by seamstresses and it lasted because a lot of these dresses yeah. people will come back and say I'm still wearing my that dress I bought from you kind of four yeah. or five years yeah. ago and it's still I still love it so much and there's absolutely nothing wrong with a high street but there's something about buying from a small brand and having a dress made bespoke to fit you and I mean, Solaire's a great example. You kind of walk, can walk in off the street and have a dress made for you and she can make it within a week. She's got bolts of fabric and you choose the print you like and then she's got her styles. But if you wanted it a little bit more done up here, she'll do that. If, she, if you wanted it more shape around the hips, she'll do that. And I think yeah. that's, you know, something that probably our, our older generations used to dress. And I think that's something I really encourage I mean, it, it is very much just to warn listeners. You know, they, they, those those kinds of things they they really really are investment dressing because there are a lot of they money. are. But I mean, but if it's absolutely perfect, then it, you know the cost per wear can start to make sense. I think if you if you invest in one beautifully made dress, you can wear it for that much longer. 
I want to corner you now and ask you about something that I've really just discovered, which is belts. <laughs> because belts and dresses, dresses and belts, you know, horse and cart, chicken and egg. Well, I was about to say. Super useful. I'm now, I'm now, I've rediscovered my waist and I need some belts. Because you can reinvent, you know, just as we're talking about these dresses that are bespoke. If you have belts and shoes and what, obviously. Well, it's your dress shoes, wardrobe. You know, well, not really. You can reinvent. I don't yeah. have very many shoes. I find finding shoes that I like really hard. Yes, we know that I don't like your shoes. <laughs> Um, but I don't really, but I don't, but I yeah, don't but... like your shoes whilst also not buying any of my own. So it's particularly unfair of me. Yeah. Um, but belts, where, where, I find belts really, really hard to find. Belts are difficult because very few people sell waist belts. This is, I couldn't have made the mistake of going, oh, that's such a beautiful belt. And then it arrives and it is, you know, it's made for the, the jeans waist, belt. not the yes. waist waist. But I would say that your local Timpsons are very good at cutting that down. And adding holes in. So if you find a belt that you love and it's not a waist belt, it is very easy to to have it shortened. And I love a belt because it, it's your dress wardrobe. You know, you can have a belt, a shoe, a kind of different coat. You know, you can you can change the look of a dress instantly with kind of an accessory. I mean, I'm a massive white shoe, white boot advocate. I think they lift anything, whether it's a kind of print or a denim or anything we've talked about. That transitional period between March, where we're desperate to get into kind of beachwear and, and desperate to think it's summer because we're so British, but it takes a long time to get there. Add a pair of white boots or a white shoe onto your floral dresses and they will they just feel springier and fresher. And again, can that autumn time when you've kind of got a bit of a tan still from the summer and you're not quite ready to get into tights and black boots, they kind of they extend your dress wardrobe. So you can wear your summer dresses all the way into kind of autumn and winter. I think white boot, white shoes can be a little bit hard for our generation because we remember back. We remember they were. It's a, you know it's those funny legacies like never wear navy and black, <laughs> never wear gold and silver together. And the white shoe was very very much you know forbidden when yes. we were growing the up. The sort of stiletto, stilettos or whatever felt very kind of like. Yeah, and also, I mean, even in sort of the American lexicon, it's like you don't wear white shoes after Labor Day, all this sort of stuff, isn't it? There's rules around these You don't, I think white, white shoes sort of stop, stop after Labor Day. But, um, yeah, no, I think a white, just, uh, I challenge people to try a white ankle boot for now or a white boot going into kind of autumn, remember this, or even a white, there's a, I, I, there's an LK Bennett, a heel I'm obsessed at the moment, it's kind of got a pointed heel and a quite a chunky heel, so it makes it kind of walk, walkable. In, and I just think it just looks so cool with, with any dress. I've got my eye on a pair of Russell and Bromley um, closed toe sandals, I suppose, with a chunky heel. And I'm not sure if they're going to be a bit Princess Margaret, although that's probably a good thing. But I think they're so chunky. A, they're walkable in, crucial, mm. crucial. Um, and also, I think they might... <laughs> I'm hoping they're going to make my ankles look delicate because they're so much shoe. <laughs> so that might be a triumph of hope over experience, but but we shall see. Yeah, no, I, I do find belts hard, right? Everyone says, buy vintage, but that's easier said than done. If one did want vintage belts, where do you look? Vestiaire, I would definitely look. I mean, they're not vintage, they're more kind of pre-loved. But I mean, I do think that that's trawling and trawling fine vintage belts. I think that actually the high street probably does really good belts. J. Crew did really good belts, but oh, J. Crew, we mourn where J. Crew's oh, gone. Um, but they used to do really good belts. So I think once you find your belt haven, stick to it because there aren't that many waist belts out there. But remember, if you do fall in love with a longer one, alter it. 
Mm. Actually, Collagery did a brilliant alter it. Alter everything, in fact. When alter you say everything. with dresses, oh, don't be scared yes. to alter everything. If it's not quite right, exactly, take it up, take it in, let yes. it out. Yes, Take absolutely. a bit of fabric from here, get someone to sew it in here. God, I wish I could do it myself. I wish I, someone had taught me to sew. I know, I totally agree. And I've actually, I fixed a dress that I loved that went at the armpit. And it was a big hole. And I thought, oh my God, I just can't bear to throw it away. So I went to the tailor. The tailor was like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a visible men. And I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't really matter. It's under the armpit. No one's going to notice. But I get to wear it again. And I think that's a revelation, actually. Mm. I also, a couple of dresses that I don't wear anymore, I got turned into tops, which is mm. also good. Make do taking, a mend. Look yeah. at us. Yeah, look at us. Amazing. I think it's about finding that friendly alterations person locally. And actually, it's a great, you know, if you, there's a, one of my brands called Justine Tabak, and she mourns the... She, Justine is in her late 50s she's been head of every kind of UK British brand and now has got her own and she really champions people learning to sew again because you know again the older generation knew how to do that I mean you know how to fix things and how to kind of patch things up and we're just useless at it so kind of trying to encourage people to to pick up that needle and thread and to kind of get sewing Yes, and if uh, and if that feels like uh, you know too far a stretch, then Find just get else to the daily it. dress edit <laughs> pop up. Yes. Um, uh, from the 15th of May in Nine Elms. Um, Daily Dress Edit is on Instagram. And thank you so much for coming today because it's like dress porn. I, know, I feel I really it. excited. I want to go and just Google everything and just dive headfirst into all these dresses. Yeah, don't worry, everyone. I'm going to put all the brands that Isabel has mentioned in the show notes so that you can look it up with links and everything. Yes, and we'll put them on Instagram as well yeah. so that everybody can have a lovely afternoon or morning or hour or 3 a.m., let's be honest. But set a reminder for the 30th of April. For your yeah, if you sign up to my newsletter, uh, you'll you'll get a link on it on email. But thank you for having me. I love this podcast. (laughs) It's going to be like Piccadilly Circus in there. (laughs) I know. So we'll see you there. (laughs) We'll see you there. Thanks so much, Isabel. Isabel. And we're going to get you back to talk about dresses very soon. Yes, yes, winter dresses. Never enough. I know exactly. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 This podcast was bravely brought to you by the Gut Supplement Simprove. Get your hands on 50% off the first three months at simprove.com forward slash the midult code midult50. Simprove for all your gut feelings. You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. Subscribe.